Hello, and welcome to Faith Facts with Father Howard. I'm Lindsay, here with Father Howard, and on today's episode, we are discussing Respect Life Month, which is October. So let's get started. Indeed, it is uh, in October, but though we have a couple of... uh, days to go before we get to October. Uh, By the time this podcast comes out, it'll be close. It'll be close. Um, I just wanted to take a little time to to talk about the fact that that we as a church, as a Catholic church, really have, uh, for decades now, have established October as the Respect uh, for Life Month. And it's an opportunity for us as churches, as organizations, as you name it, that's, that's part of the Catholic tradition, to take a serious look at, at what it means and, 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 and what we reflect on. And the other piece to this is, is that when I talk about Respect for Life Month, I know that times it can be seen just specifically for the unborn. To me, that's too narrow. To me, if we're going to do this, and, and we're, we're really honest about it, we need to talk about it in the big picture, and that is for all life. Uh, there have been times when uh, people have said, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-life. And, and I will say to them, what about war? What about poverty? What about hunger? What about uh, the, the earth, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and taking care of our earth? What about, I will list a whole bunch of things. Well, those are other topics those are life topics. And so a person may be, you know, anti-abortion, and, 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 and rightly so. But whether they are respect life or not is another question. Because if you, you can't just say, pick a little piece of life and say, I'm respect life. It has to be life. You know, somebody saying they're a little bit pregnant, whether they are or they're not. Mm. You know, and, and so... I think that's sometimes very hard for us uh, as individuals and at times as a church to really address the issues that surround the, the topic. And, and there have been popes who have written, and we'll, we'll talk a bit about that, have written articles and such. I think that, that we begin to be able to take, you know, uh, what many of our, our church leadership have, have written about and, and you put it together and say, this is a mosaic that speaks of life. And it's about the whole mosaic rather than simply carving out a, uh, a corner of the mosaic and saying, this is the most important corner. That's not the mosaic then. He got partial, you know, as opposed to saying this mosaic, we might focus on a particular area. You know, if you look at the, the colors of a mosaic or a stained glass window, and somebody were to say, well, it's got too much red in it, and saying, but have you looked at the whole window? Have you looked at the whole mosaic? Is that step back and look at the reds and the blues and the greens and the yellows and the oranges and all of that, then you begin to see the beauty of what you're really talking about, rather than putting your eye up against the red color and saying, wow, this is the only color that exists. It's not. And, and so I think that it's important for us as a church, as individuals, that, we, that, that as we approach this month and as we, we genuinely celebrate in our faith and such the, the respect for life that, that we all need you know, in the world in which we live today, 
that that we have to have it like I said a little bit more comprehensive mm-hmm. so that the the month not only this month but literally throughout the year we are able to you know to address all sorts of topics that are are terribly important when it comes to respecting life uh, and the value of all life from beginning to natural end. And so that, you know, it's being able to talk a little bit about that and to recognize that that, um, the issue has an awful lot to offer us and it has an awful lot of of information that is out there. And there is, there is, there's tons of information out Mm -hmm. there that we can build this into our families, into our parishes, into our places of work, uh, into our daily habits, all sorts of things that, that are able to say that by doing this, by embracing this, by participating in this, that I show how valuable all life is to me, how my life is valuable too, uh, so that that we include ourselves in this because again, it's at times you you uh, you look at the issue of, of respect life and they talk about you know again the the unborn or they talk about children and such and yet how a person at times lives and, and such says you don't respect your own life how you respect another when when then when the things you do whether it be how you treat one one's own body how one takes care of oneself or or how one takes care of themselves spiritually, physically, emotionally, that, you know, that how do we do that when we can't do that for ourselves? I, I go back in ways to the, to the scripture, and, it, and it's a powerful image when it says, you know, remove the plank from your own eye first, <laughs> then go and assist your neighbor with the speck in their eye. Remove the plank first. Which is always a, quite the visual because you just yes. imagine trying to turn your head and smacking people. Well, and, and having a plank in there, <laughs> you know, as opposed to a piece of dust. Mm-hmm. And yet at times we just don't see it. We, we just don't see it. This year, you know, is a, a, a little bit different than, than we have done uh, in other years in that for um, the Respect Life uh, month of October and the Respect Life Sunday. It's a tongue twist. Yes, is uh, the Sunday, October 3rd. They're doing a little bit different. In the, in, in the past, what they would do is they would set a theme and mm-hmm. then they would use a theme. Um, this year, they're not really doing that. Who's they? Uh, the day would be, they would be the, uh, the NCCB, the, the National Conference of Bishops. And the folks that would be all part of their committee and, and, and the pro-life, respect life yeah. part of that group. Is this just U.S.-wide or is this worldwide? This would be U.S.-wide. US-wide. This, okay. is, this is the United right. States. So they chose to... They, this, the, the, um, the folks that lead this whole committee on, on respecting life, what they, were, what they were doing is, is approaching it a little bit differently in that... Because this year has been, uh, they're celebrating, the Catholic Church, Universal, is celebrating the year of St. Joseph. Oh, so yeah. what they're doing... We talked about that a yes, few podcasts back. Yes, a while back. back. <laughs> what they're doing is they're placing this uh, 
as part of it anyway. They're placing it within the context of what do we celebrate when we celebrate St. Joseph and how taking the example of St. Joseph, what we do is we, we place it within the context of his life and saying, how does he give us an example of what it means to hold life sacred, of what it means to, to respect life, what it means to protect the innocent, what it means to be an example. Sometimes what we forget, because we at times have this image that Jesus, from the moment that he was born, that he knew everything right at that moment. And, and, and I would say many of the experts and such, no, that's not quite the way it happened. Is that, you know, there was not somehow this giant turkey baster of all knowledge that he was to have and it was stuck in his ear and just kind of squished in his brain. <laughs> Is that when you think of, the, of, of, of what it meant for Jesus to learn, what it meant to respect people, what it meant to hold life sacred, what it meant to be an example, what it meant to follow the call of God in one's life is that he had to have people who helped him to learn all of that. He was a smart man. There's no question about it. But the fact is, is that he didn't simply magically know and have all of this information. He had to follow the example of people who were close to him, people who loved him, people who helped him to grow as a human being. He was human, fully human. And so Mary and Joseph would have been some of the, the most primary people that would have helped him to understand what it meant to follow the Father and the call of the Father in his life. What it meant to recognize the sacredness in all people whether they were Jews or not, what it meant to somehow to forgive anyone, you know, so that he could forgive the woman who washed his feet, that he could forgive, you know, the person that was crippled. He could forgive and heal the people that were not of the Jewish, you might say, the, the Jewish clan group, the people who were perceived in by many as the ones who deserved God's love, and he was able to take that love of God and bring it to all, no matter who they were, what their status in life was. In fact, even going to the Romans, the very ones that, that eventually killed him, is that he was able to say, Father, forgive, they know not what they do. That doesn't happen by accident, and that doesn't happen just because he's the Son of God. It happens because he had to grow up with people who helped him to grow in an understanding of all of that. And part of that, when you look at, at the example that Joseph would have brought to his life, part of that would have been the example, though he would have been very young, of protecting him from Herod, you know, who wanted to kill the infants. Would have been, you know, being inconvenienced when even though Joseph didn't understand maybe what Mary was telling him and, and how it all came to be, that he would grow in trust of God, even though humanly it may not have made sense.
he would have been to him an example of what it means to to forgive. You know, even as a young boy, you have someone running off and ending up in the temple when he should have been with his parents. And yet how they forgave and how they, you know, took him back home and and it says, I mean, you kind of have to infer all of this well, because exactly. Joseph doesn't talk at all in the gospel. He doesn't. But you, you're right. We have to because, I mean, part of it is is that he, Jesus, again, and part of the infer, inference is, is that Jesus didn't get all of this in a vacuum. He, he, he didn't somehow, again, magically get all of this information or all of this insight um, because he sat down to pray one day. And I think that, that it takes away to infer or to believe that somehow with, with Jesus, that because he was the Son of God, that it just automatically was there, to me, takes away from his humanity. That would take away what it would mean for me to him to be fully human, that he had to grow. Um, so you have to ask yourself, where does that all come from? And it is inferred in a lot of ways that it doesn't get there by accident, but by people who would have taught him. Joseph certainly would have had a lot of influence on that. So in this year of Joseph, it's looking at that and saying, you know, not only would this, he have had a, a, a powerful influence on the life of Jesus, is that then you are able to look at that and saying, what kind of influence do we have on those in our lives, those younger people, by our own example, by what we teach, by not simply what we say, but also by what we do? How do, how do we, by the way we live, pass on to all of those who come after us whether we know them or not, how do we pass on the sacredness of life? All life from beginning to natural end. How do we, by the example that we give, how do we help younger people and our peers recognize? You can't just pick and choose this part of life, and that's important. But you have to take the entire picture in and be dedicated to that, uh, again, each and, and every single day. This is not easy stuff to do. How do we look at, you know, the examples of the people in the Bible and saying they have something to teach us? The lessons not only of the, of the New Testament or the, the Gospels, but also the Christian community that would have struggled with those issues as time went on, as they had to ask themselves and they had to reflect time and time and time again, what does it mean to follow Jesus? And to look at what it meant for them when it came to whether one was Jew or Gentile, when it came to them whether one was male or female, whether one was of, of their own clan or a Roman, what do we do with that? How do we live as those who follow the way of Jesus? And I think these are terribly important questions that in so many ways can be raised and ought to be raised uh, 
particularly when we come to a month where we as a Catholic tradition say, we are going to focus on this month. And we are during this month, we are going to focus on, on the value, the importance, the sacredness of the life that God has breathed into us. And not only us, but every single human person in the entire world, whether Catholic or not, Christian or not, whatever they might be, that somehow what we do and what we say, what we believe and what we embrace has to reflect that, has to reflect that in everything that we do. Lest we, we you know, are, are contradicting ourselves in saying that somehow life is sacred from this point to this point, from birth, let's say, or pre-birth to age five, but not so much after that. Well, we would never say that. We would never say that. However, sometimes we act like that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and this is a, a wonderful way, you might say, to be able to bring that focus, bring the issues back into focus and to recognize the value that they all have. As I, I mentioned before that... Um, in 1995, so almost almost 20 years ago. Oh, more than that. Well, in 95, <laughs> 95, oh, wait a minute, yeah, yeah, what am I thinking? Gosh, 95, 2005 is 10, yeah, it's close to almost 30 yeah. years. Oops. Is that um, it was John Paul II uh, that uh, wrote... You know, his, his uh, book of Evangelium Vitae, or the Gospel of Life. It, it was an important work, you know. Um, it was a work that, that spoke of, of the sacredness and the inviolability of all life, you know, from beginning to end. Uh, he spoke of, of all sorts of topics. Again, it seems that sometimes we can easily forget some of those topics. Talking about the sacredness of, of what it meant for people to have freedom, of, of, of respect, certainly talked about, you know, the unborn, certainly talked about children, but there was so much else, so many other topics and issues that were in there uh, that sometimes we, we can easily, you know, pick and choose what we want to focus on rather than recognizing that was an important document that spoke just in, 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 in broad strokes, in lots of ways in broad strokes, and how invited us to take a look at that issue of life and saying, look, if we're going to be disciples, we must also take all of this in, not just the parts that are cute, that are easy to support. We must take it all in if somehow we are to truly, you know, speak and reflect the gospel of life speak of and reflect the gospel of life that has been handed on to us. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so uh, it's, it's, it's an important document, but it's an important document in ways because of looking at the whole mosaic. Where could people find it to read it if they wanted to? I'm assuming it's written for anyone, right? It, it is. So it's, it's written, although okay. it's, it's a little more technical in language, okay. but it is written for everyone. Uh, I would go to the um, 
uh, National Conference of Catholic Bishops, the NCCB. NCCB or USCCB? The USCCB. <laughs> okay. It used to be, it used to be called National. Uh-huh. It's USCCB. You're dating yourself. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I well, am. Well, that's just USCCB.org, though maybe we I can... I would also go to... Um, you know, even to Link the Vatican it. website. Yeah. You could probably you'll find it in, you know, your books. Probably if you just Google it, you yeah. can find it too. I'll, we'll try and link it. Amazon, the... you know, you can find these, you know. And, and the thing with this is that you can find these because they were widely read. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas a lot of the, the papal documents, you know, you'd kind of go, oh, and you'd throw it aside and saying, well, that's for, you know, professors and, and that's for people who, who don't have a life. But they were, uh, but these were written for the greater public. Now, John John Paul II, he 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 was an intellectual, so he <laughs> tends to write a little as more a, academic. Yeah, and so sometimes a little bit of what he does, it can be tough to follow. But you got to stick with it. I mean, it's it's a valuable document. Mm-hmm. One of the other. Uh, Documents that more recently written uh, by Pope Francis is Laudato Si. Mm-hmm. Again, it it speaks of life in bigger terms. Now, what does that translate to? Uh oh. Wait, let's Google it. We can find out. Uh, <laughs> how do you spell it? Laudato L A U D A T O. Okay. Praise be to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's not as exciting. No. (laughs) Okay, sorry. All right, Laudato Si. Laudato Si. Translated as (laughs) Praise be to you. Of course, using the Latin because it's just easier. <laughs> that was a work written by Pope Francis that, again, speaks on the broad issues of life. And, and as you and I had, had just mentioned briefly that, you know, th- there are so many topics that one could cover when you start talking about the issues of life. Mm -hmm. And they are all important topics. And probably some people don't realize we have a stance on one way or the other, or don't think about. Or don't think about it. I think it's more that. But we do. Whether it is, you know, the the pre-born and infancy, or it is children, it is... Uh, women's issues in regard to abuse and to trafficking, human trafficking, whether it is violence, you know, when it comes to war, whether it's about poverty. I mean, you, the, the, the breath. Again, I go back to the mosaic image. It's, it's all of these. And when you look at, you know, the, the social justice issues that the church takes a stand on, and we have a lot of them, mm-hmm. is that it covers such a breadth, you know, everything from, from again, abortion to war to our prison systems to um, hunger and all of those kinds of things that any one of these you could look at and saying, wow, we need to look at this and we need to, as a people, 
we need to start to address this. Even with, you know, the, the issues with Pope Francis, who tends to be a little bit more focused, uh, you know, at times on, on conservation methods and, and global warming and these kinds of issues, that we need to take care of our Earth. We need to take care of this planet that if we don't and we see the effects of, of uh, times how when they pl the planet is used just for profit and, is, and we don't recognize the responsibility that we have for future generations, we, we fail to realize you put this planet in, uh, in jeopardy, you put everybody in jeopardy. All life. All life. Again, all life, mm -hmm. not only human life, but animal life, whatever it might be, we put it all in jeopardy. And, and so, again, it's, it's being able to look at that mosaic and saying, how do, we, how do we protect, you know, not only the pre-born, which is terribly important, but how do we protect all life? It's looking at the entire mosaic and saying that the blues are meaningless if there are no reds or if there are no meaningless if there are no greens or oranges. And it's recognizing that, you know, there may be some colors that are more dominant than the other. But if you take out all of these colors, it destroys the mosaic as a whole. And, and that's where I believe that when it comes to issues such as pro-life issues and Respect Life Month, that it's an opportunity for us to really bring into focus you know, important topics, important topics that each of us may look at differently because of our place in life, our circumstances in life, our, uh, you know, our role in the world in which we live. Um, all of the values that we have is that these different issues speak to us in different ways. They're all important. And Respect Life Month, October, can really help to bring that into focus and to really help us to address some of those kinds of issues. Mm -hmm. So the month that we have, it's, it's an opportunity, you know, for us to ask important questions. Going back to that example of uh, Joseph, you know, what are some of the things that he might have taught? Because we, we, in many ways, we know very little about him. Now, going back to one of the podcasts that we had before, you know, on, just specifically on St. Joseph, mm -hmm. is that we don't, we, we don't know much about him. We infer a lot. We <laughs> presume a lot. Uh, but it is. It's all presumption. But when you think about, you know, how Jesus turned out, he had to have influence. He had to have influence. And, and I suspect it would have been a very positive influence as Jesus would have been in many ways a product of his own time. As would the example of Mary have had, because we don't know virtually <laughs> anything about her either. True. You know, um, nothing that in a sense can be proven or whatever. There are things that are believed and that we you know, are inferred or implied. But the fact remains, again, is that, you know, Jesus turned out pretty good, you know? 
is that that didn't just happen by accident. So the implications being is that he would have been influenced by those key people in his life, like we all are, recognizing that some of these some of these big issues that Jesus would have addressed when it came to approaching, you know, power and and uh, positions of power and money and you know uh, healing and sickness and sin and forgiveness and mercy, as I mentioned, that somehow all of that would have had an inf- they would have had an influence as to how he would approach those things, not to mention his own prayer and and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that is implied with all of this is that, you know, as far as we know, Jesus never wrote a word down, wrote a word down. He never, you know, printed any books or, or went, you know, as far as that goes. He didn't tell the, the, the apostles to write anything down, but they did over time. And so the other piece to this is what would have been uh, inferred or what would have been gleaned by the apostles who would have known him and then what they would have written down as they started to write down the stories, write down their experience and the gospel writers would have gone to the apostles and saying, what was he like? How did he preach? What did you learn from him? You know, just a recent gospels the past a couple of days where both Mark and Luke talk about, you know, the disciples are discussing about power. Who's the best? Who's the most important? And Jesus' position on that. Well, all of that goes back to the issues of, of respecting life. That in so many ways, we can tend to be so much more caught up with issues of power, of position, rather than, you know, that child that... Jesus would have brought in their midst and saying, whoever welcomes the least and a child would have had no status or or place whatsoever in that culture, that society. And he says, whoever welcomes the least welcomes God. Welcomes God. That says a lot. It says a lot about what he thought of children, a lot about what he thought. And even when it talks about the little ones, at times, You know, there are those experts who say it means actually children. There are other experts that when they talk about the little ones, it means the neophytes that are just coming into the uh, the Christian community. That these are the little ones. And Jesus says, you know, don't teach them how to sin. Because if you do, you're going to answer for that. Well, either one, you know. It's important because he is recognizing the significance of these people who would have had no status, who would have had no standing. And so when we look at this whole issue of of Respect Life Month, is that we can take so many of the specifics and saying, wow, you know, let's talk about poverty. Let's talk about abortion. Let's talk about, you know, how we treat our seniors, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and and such and, and and those kinds of issues, which are directly connected to uh, the issues when you talk about respect for life month, these are all important issues that we have to talk about. And we're going to talk about some of those topics yes. throughout the October month 
Um, Which is a good, good, good time for us to do that. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess I would say it's taking a look at the big part of the mosaic. Uh, some of the specifics too, but it's keeping that mosaic in mind and saying the mosaic has beauty because of the whole thing, not because I just pulled out a piece. Well, we'll be pulling out some pieces so that we can yes. get a better picture of the mosaic. That is correct. There we that go. Correct. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to add for today? No, that kind of no. covers it, you know, in keeping the big Good picture. Good intro for the big yes. picture. Yes. We'll be back next time with some color. We're not sure which one yet, but we'll be there. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed that, and we'll leave it there. See you next time. <laughs>